This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Throughout the pandemic, the conservative leadership campaign has been invisible, if not dormant. And the word is that it is coming back to life this week with a couple of debates, starting with a French language debate tonight. Now, before the pandemic hit, it appeared that former cabinet minister Peter McKay had it sewn up. But lately, Aaron O'Toole, another Harper-era cabinet minister, is gaining The other candidates are lawyer Leslyn Lewis, who is a woman of color who does not hold a seat in the House, and MP Derek Sloan, who is socially conservative. And heading into the debate, the French debate, the word is that mm, none of them speak really good French. So what do you think? Are you going to be paying attention? Have you made up your mind? Are you going to take another look? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And let's go to Jason Leader, who is a conservative strategist and the president of Enterprise. Hi, Jason. Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, how's your day going? Oh, the day is excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, what do you make of things going into the French debate, a French debate with nobody who speaks really, really, really good French? Is that going to be a little weird? Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit of a problem, Lily. Like, I, you know, so Aaron O'Toole's French is passable, right? It's a passable cabinet minister French, I would say. Uh, Peter McKay's, uh, you know, we're all going to see it's sort of a reveal the, 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 a couple of nights here tonight, whether or not Peter's been able to work on it and improve it. Leslie Lewis and Derek Sloan, uh, I don't think have much French at all. I think they're going to probably be reading from essentially prepared statements the entire time. So uh, I think Aaron's the only one who, you know, can sort of hold a conversation with French people in French. So we're going to see how it goes. Uh, I think tonight's not the main show. I think the uh, the English one will be the main show. And But, you know, to your point, not a lot of people are paying attention. Maybe a, maybe a French debate is the, the way to ease people into that one. What do you think of the way any or all of them have responded during the pandemic? I mean, just watching it from a distance, it, it, it looks like they, you know, they didn't take the opportunity to inject themselves. Yeah, I think, I think that there was a big debate amongst, amongst almost all of them and, and, and certainly amongst the O'Toole and the, uh, and the, and the McKay camp, whether or not they should be campaigning at all over the course of the pandemic. And they took essentially a couple of weeks off at the beginning. The, the party actually put the race on hold and then kicked it back up. So it's an interesting question. I would say that um, this is one area where if I'm a conservative member, I'm looking for them to, to actually shine on this during the debates because we haven't heard much from them. A lot of them have been talking directly to party members. Uh, and I think a plan I've heard, you know, McKay's launched sort of a quote eight point economic plan. Aaron O'Toole actually launched a full platform over the over the last few days. So there is some policy out there. I assume they're gonna be talking about that during the debate, but really most Canadians haven't heard anything about it. But yeah, would you would you say that they've missed an opportunity? I mean, we've heard from other conservatives, we've heard quite a lot from Andrew Scheer and Pierre Polyevre. Yeah. I think it's I think it's hard. So this is the 
the pandemic, for whatever, for all its goods and evils, it's, you know, and it's a horrible time. It's a government thing, you know? So you've got, like in, in Ontario here, for example, you've got Mr. Ford out every day. You know, the opposition really doesn't get much airtime. And I know you're right, Mr. Shear has got some airtime, but he's been in Ottawa sort of for the most part doing, you know, a couple of news conferences. He's got those. It's a really a government thing. So it's not a criticism on their campaigns because I actually think it's really hard. Like, you know, also conservative leadership candidate, like what would it take to get on the news for a conservative leadership candidate? It says it's basically saying something really outrageous uh, would take would get them on the news because there's just so much government news over the last little bit. So it's not a criticism. It's more just that's the way the pandemic goes, in my judgment. But I do think it's an opportunity for them to try and break through now that people are going to be watching. For well, day. you know, Peter McKay got some negative press. I have to admit, I've forgotten yeah. exactly for what um, yeah. he was considered the shoe in when we were, you know, before all of this hit. Would you say yeah. that's still the case? I would say that it's gotten a lot closer and a couple of factors of of of. Uh, exacerbated that, uh, Libby. Number one, Mr. McKay had some some mistakes. So for the first for a month, most of them, most Canadians wouldn't have seen. But so social media mistakes, apologizing for you know tweets or 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 messages, Facebook messages, that kind of stuff, having to pull back. So he seemed a bit mistake prone, or his team seemed a bit mistake prone for the first part of this campaign. They seem to have gotten a little less wobbly the last little bit. Mr. O'Toole's ran a pretty solid campaign. Um, so, you know, he's, he's gained some ground. And then you've got Leslie Lewis, uh, who was a, essentially a virtually unknown at the beginning of this. And she's getting a lot of press and a lot of eyeballs the last little bit. And that, that makes it, you know, I mean, Mr. McKay was running essentially a front-runner campaign trying to win on the first ballot, essentially get over 50% of the votes on the first ballot. And I think if he doesn't do that, then we've got, we've got a possible race. So it's, he's, he's a favorite, but he's not a shoo-in. Uh huh. And uh, is Leslin Lewis? I mean, she is getting more known. Uh, you know, yeah. often when people run for the first time, that's that's the gambit. They want to get known. Maybe they want to get into the front ranks, uh, but they don't really expect to win. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that Leslin Lewis probably doesn't expect to win, and I think a lot of people don't expect her to win. And I think she's run a very successful campaign, which is, you know, to your point. If, if there were a conservative government, I suspect she would be a cabinet minister if she was able to win a seat and be an MP. So as we look forward, and you know, Mr. O'Toole, Mr. Mr. McKay are, are, are well known out there amongst the political class. She was a virtual unknown. So it really is interesting and sort of exciting to see somebody you know, grab some momentum here at the end. Now, Derek Sloan, MP Derek Sloan, a social conservative. And what we've seen in previous races that uh, the social conservatives in the party really hold a lot of sway. Do you see that happening again? Yeah, a couple of things about Mr. Sloan. Um, first of all, you know, I, I'm not particularly a religious person, but, you know, if you go to a church or a mosque or, you know, synagogue or whatever, I think that shouldn't disqualify you from public office. I think that's, that's something that's crept in. Over the last few years here in Canada, I think it's probably a mistake. Um, Mr. Sloan is not just sort of a quote social conservative. He's, his his views are intolerant and abhorrent. I mean, he's he's saying things just to get um, you know sort of noticed out there. Uh, and 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 every time he sort of says something, the most intolerant of society will certainly you know rally to him. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Mr. Sloan. I think uh, you know his sort of eruptions have spoken for themselves. I think they'll be dealt with at the party. Your question about social conservatives and how they 
how so Ms. Lewis is also um, you know she self-identifies as a social conservative so then you know I'm sort of a church goer. She she dealt with the issue very early on in the campaign by saying I've got a couple of things I might focus on. For example, sex selective abortions I think are are aren't a good idea. But she's really come out and, and sort of neutralized the issue. Now to your point, fifteen to twenty percent of our of our of our party um, has some sort of social conservative bent. So uh, that is a play at the end of this at the end of this uh, campaign is to see whether Mr. Uh, O'Toole or Mr. McKay, who's the second choice of those social conservative candidates and their supporters, and that person will have a better chance of winning. So that's sort of how it impacts the race. But Mr. Sloan, I got to tell you, I, I can't wait till he's an MP, sadly, so he'll be around for a while. But I can't wait till we see the end of him in this. Uh, Okay. On that note, uh, will we await the debates and we'll talk to you about this again soon. Jason Leader, thanks so much and nice to talk to you. Has it been yeah, a while? Yeah, thanks for having me, Libby. Appreciate it. Hope you're well. Okay. You too. Stay safe. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.